Good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll hear from Agriculture in the Classroom Manitoba on their new virtual tour program. Also, the CEO of Protein Industries Canada will stop by. Up first in today's country comment, we'll talk about drought claims with Manitoba Agricultural Services Corporation. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Drought claims are starting to trickle in. Earlier this week, I had a chance to catch up with Chief Product Officer David Van Dines with Manitoba Agricultural Services Corporation. I think it's been highly variable, I think, is the story of the year. We're, uh, you know, we're certainly seeing the, the really hard-hit areas that, uh, you know, the yields are, are almost zero in some cases. And then, you know, we're hearing of some areas that, uh, you know, are somewhere close to average yields. So, uh, depending on where you are and which range you, you caught, that sort of thing around the province, uh, there's lots of variability, that's for sure. Would you have a number on how many claims have been made yet? Or? You know, it's much too soon for that. And most of our claims come in the form of what we call post-harvest claims, and, and we ask our clients to report their, their harvested yields uh, by November 30th at the latest. So we're starting to get some of those trickle in as producers are, are you know, finishing up harvesting certain crops and that kind of thing. They're certainly letting us know, but... You know, we don't have a great prediction at this point in terms of the entire year. We certainly know it's going to be, you know, significant and, and more significant than we've had for a number of years, but a little bit too early to, to us to, for us to peg an actual number at it. From what you've been hearing, what are the hardest hit um, areas? Well, there's no doubt, you know, you get into that inner lake region, that's certainly, uh, I think, the, the hardest hit, and that's been in the in the media a lot, and there's no doubt we're seeing the same thing on our end. And there's some pockets uh you know, south and west of Winnipeg as well. That was harder hit to, too, so they're struggling there. Uh, so, and then from there, it, it's a lot smaller areas, I would say. Uh, you know, a little bit of hit and miss throughout the west as well. Uh, but some areas in the west, you know, managed to get the, some timely rain, so aren't as bad. But from a regional perspective, it's certainly the, the inner lake and that sort of Starbuck kind of country that seems to have uh, taken on, uh, you know, some pretty big hit from the from the drought this year. So, are there certain crops that are that are more impacted? Or well, again, I think you know, canola. When we talk about variability, canola seems to be quite variable. Um, again, some some areas okay, but not too far away with, by those areas. There's some quite poor yields too. So, uh, lots of ups and downs in the canola world. The the corn, I think, is quite impacted, but we haven't seen a lot of harvested acres of corn yet um you know just from from some of the field scouting we've been doing and looking around it, it looks like it'll be a pretty tough corn year but uh, again combines haven't hit the field there to any real degree yet so uh you know time will tell a little bit more with that did we see um many farmers convert crops over to livestock feed well you're absolutely right when we were talking about uh, crops that suffered the, there's no doubt the forage crops were first and foremost on that list uh, you know, right from the early get-go, not a lot of great forage crops out there. So, yeah, producers were were looking to convert some of, you know, what they thought they were going to combine in the fall. They were converting those crops into livestock feed at a higher rate than, you know, we've seen in a long time because, you know, part of our process is we ask clients to uh, notify us before they do that so we can come out and appraise those crops. And so we did more of that this summer than we've done in quite a few years. So, uh, yeah, we certainly saw a lot of that. Any advice for, I guess, farmers looking to make a claim or, or any deadlines coming up? Or Well, there's a couple of deadlines. I think the, the one that comes to mind immediately is a, is a forage claim deadline. So we ask our clients with forage claims to report their yields to us by uh, September 30th uh, to avoid any late fees. 
So that's a pretty important piece because we know there are a lot of forage claims out there. Um, for annual crops and for the rest of their crops, it's a November 30th deadline uh, to report on their harvested production reports. But the reality is the sooner you notify us and report your yields to us, the, the sooner you'll get some indemnities or claim money from us if you do, in fact, have a claim. So, you know, we encourage all of our producers to report as early as possible. It helps get you know, their claim into the system a little bit quicker and before the big rush that'll happen right around November 30th. So uh, by all means, if, if producers think they have a claim, we'd love to get their numbers sooner rather than later. That was David Van Dines with Manitoba Agricultural Services Corporation. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. The governments of Canada and Manitoba are providing $84,000 for Egg in the Classroom Manitoba to develop a Manitoba seed kit. The seed kit will engage students in learning about the top cereal, oil, specialty, and pulse crops grown in Manitoba. Each kit will feature seed samples from 15 crops commonly grown in the province, as well as lesson plans for teachers linked to grades 3 to 6. Protein Industries Canada held its annual meeting this week. CEO Bill Gruel talked about a big announcement. We released what's called the Road to 25 Billion. It's a national plan about how we think Canada can achieve $25 billion in sales for plant-based foods, seeds and ingredients over the next 15 years. It's believed that Canada can supply the ingredients for 10% of the world's plant-based foods, injecting $25 billion into Canada's economy. And farmers are continuing with their winter wheat seeding. Rajan Picard is with Manitoba Agriculture. There's been some. Uh, I understand that seed supplies were limiting this year for, for planting, although conditions were, I would say, very good with the, the, the later season moisture. But uh, again, it, you know, over the last number of years, when the wheat acres have gone down for a variety of reasons, uh, fall rye seems to be more because of a price offering that maybe not as attractive as as uh, winter wheat, for instance, so seed supplies shouldn't be an issue there. And actually, some of the fields that I've seen emerge look very good to start because, again, good moisture uh, for, for planting this fall, for sure. This week's crop report says harvest completion across all regions of the province is 78%, ahead of the five-year average of 69%. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Friday, September 24th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from the CEO with Protein Industries Canada. Joining us now is Bill Gruel, CEO for Protein Industries Canada. It was our annual general meeting yesterday, and so we released what's called the roadmap to the road to 25 billion. It's a, it's a national plan about how we think Canada can achieve $25 billion in sales for plant-based foods, seeds, and ingredients over the next 15 years. Yeah, I guess, Bill, talk about um, how the global market is set to grow here over the next few years. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. If you take a look at um, the Ernst & Young report that we had commissioned back in 2020, they paid just the alternative meat market at $180 billion Canadian out in 2035. And so if you put that in the context of all the other product categories that can be plant-based, so that is, you know, fortified beverages and baking and, um, you know, new things that we're doing with plant-based food and ingredients, we think this market's, you know, anywhere from $250 plus billion by 2035. And so Canada's really got, I think, a once-in-a-generation 
uh, opportunity to uh, to own a significant portion of that market. Looking at about ten percent here. Yeah, you know, it's um, it, it's hard to know what the what the percentage is going to be. But if I look at the crop production that we have in Canada, if if we look across the country, we produce on average about ninety million metric tons of crop production. We process between wheat milling and uh, canola crush and. Um, and the growing uh, pea processing and uh, and oat milling, about 20 to 22 million metric tons. And so we've got you know almost 70 million metric tons of crop production that we can value add process. And so you know that leads me to believe that we can be a really significant player in the global plant based ingredient market. Talk about some of the uh, groups or, or partners who are involved in this. Yeah. So when when we looked at this uh, when we looked at this opportunity, we knew that we were going to need help from more than Protein Industries Canada. I think, you know, we've had uh, some great success. We're managing over $400 million worth of innovation projects, but it's it's more than innovation, right? We need um, talent and skills development. We need capital. We need government uh, to step in and do some modernization of the regulatory system. And so really... You know, we've got some excellent people helping us on the advisory committee that are from the from the industry, so ingredient manufacturers and plant-based food companies. We've got academic institutions. The University of um, Manitoba is uh, represented very well with Dean Martin Scanlon. We've got people from the finance community and, uh, and, and really an interesting group of people that are going to help guide the implementation of this roadmap. And just looking at the roadmap, um, anything in there that you wanted to highlight? Or? Well, I, I, I think really this is, a, this is an invitation for any organization or company that's interested in uh, what this opportunity presents for Canada to open up a dialogue with us at Protein Industries Canada. I've been asked a lot. I've been at, at Protein Industries Canada for about three years, and people always ask me what they can do to help. How can they help? capitalize on this opportunity. I think for the first time, we're really able to answer those questions with the development of this roadmap. So if you're from an academic institution, a private organization, a grower organization that invests in research and development from the capital community, I I hope you will find outcomes and actions in this roadmap that align with what you want to do uh, that helps drive forward plant-based foods in Canada. And so reach out to us, have a conversation with us. This is really all about bringing the ecosystem together around this economic opportunity. That was Bill Gruel, CEO with Protein Industries Canada. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association is holding an introduction to holistic management Mondays beginning October 4th and running until November 8th. The online sessions will be held from 6 to 7 p.m. Registration is required. Egg in Motion presents a post-harvest information session October 20th. Topics include storing grain options, winter equipment decisions, and more. Visit the Egg in Motion website to register. And Keystone Agricultural Producers Fall Advisory Council meeting takes place October 20th on Zoom starting at 9 a.m. You can go to the CAP website to register. The deadline to submit resolutions is October 12th. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Friday afternoon, Agriculture in the Classroom Manitoba has launched Follow the Farmers, a new virtual farm tour program 
for grades three to six. With details, here is Operations and Development Manager, Catherine Cherowick. Follow the Farmers is our new virtual farm tour program for grades three to six. Uh, Since students can't go to the farm this year, we're bringing the farms to them. And we're giving them the opportunity to learn and ask questions and increase their ag literacy. Talk a little bit about how this will work. So students will have the opportunity to virtually tour uh, four local Manitoba farms. And then they'll engage with the Manitoba farmers live to learn about where their food comes from, right from their classroom. And educators will also receive a curriculum-linked resource to go along with each of these tours. And in, 20, in the school year, we will have four tours. And they'll learn about weather on the farm, dairy farming, hog farming, and sheep farming this year. Um, and we're super thankful for the support from Penner Farm Services, who's um, helping us create all of these fabulous videos that we'll use in the program. And the way it works is teachers can go to our website at aitc.mb.ca to register, and then they'll receive access to the program page where they'll have get all the information they need to take part. Is there a number of schools that are, that are signed up for this, or is it kind of, um, I mean, if, if the classroom wants to attend, they're able to? Or Yeah, so any classroom um, in grades 3 to 6 are encouraged to attend. Um, there's no maximum number of classrooms that will be allowed to attend. Uh, and this is, I mean, this is the great part about having a virtual program is that it will be open to as many people as, as uh, want to attend. So we're really excited about that, and we're also excited that um, we're going to be highlighting local Manitoba farmers in these programs as well. Say on a normal year, are, do they usually go out to a farm to, to learn about what's happening? or? Yeah, usually we try to have uh, some in-person programming like our amazing agriculture adventure that happens in Brandon and in Winnipeg and then every second year in the Russell area. And so we do bring students out to um, uh, like a location where they actually get more in-person programming and see like a real dairy farm or, you know, a dairy farm at the Glenlee Research Station um, and, you know, hands-on activities. But we just we can't do that this year, and so this is this is a way that we've adapted to all of the restrictions that are happening because of COVID. They will actually get a, a up close and personal view of the farms, and we actually did a few things last year. Like we piloted both uh, a chicken and an egg farm in the spring, and we really received a lot of positive feedback. So teachers and students really loved having the on-farm experience from their classrooms. And this is a way for us to also reach classrooms that can't travel to, um, you know, where we could offer programming, in-person programming like Brandon or Winnipeg. And so we actually had schools joining us from the north for the first time in some of these programs. So we're really excited about expanding our reach in the province. All right. Um, anything else to add here, Catherine? Well, I just really feel like we couldn't do what we do without the help of um, all of our amazing supporters and sponsors and donors, and of course, all the volunteers like our farmers who uh, donate their time and are excited to share what they know. Um, so we're really excited that we can help teachers and students and just in general, everyone, understand the value of agriculture to Manitoba and oh. to the rest of the world. That was Catherine Cherowick with Agriculture in the Classroom, Manitoba, talking about their Follow the Farmers virtual farm tour program.
Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the closes coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Manitoba's corn harvest is quickly approaching. Rajan Picard is with Manitoba Agriculture. I heard this week there was some corn being uh, harvested for seeds, so I, I don't know what the moisture was, but that's only the one. Most of it still to come. Uh, quite a bit of it is probably getting into that uh, black layer when the plant is the seed is mature and it was, it's going to start to dry down. Probably in the next couple of weeks, I'm thinking it might it might start there, depending on how aggressive uh, some of the growers might want to be and, and whatever the weather conditions will be too. You know, frost will help to terminate some of those plants and dry them down, but we can already see in the fields that, uh, that those uh, matured fields are changing color quite rapidly too now. This week's crop report says harvest completion across all regions of the province is 78%, ahead of the five-year average of 69%. And a roadmap for Canada's plant-based food, feed, and ingredients ecosystem was released this week by Protein Industries Canada and Partners. The roadmap outlines key actions that businesses, organizations, research institutions, and governments from across the country can take to help the sector accomplish the steps it will take to grow the sector to a $25 billion market by the year 2035. Bill Gruel is CEO with Protein Industries Canada. It's pretty exciting. If you take a look at um, the Ernst & Young report that we had commissioned back in 2020, they paid just the alternative meat market at $180 billion Canadian out in 2035. And so if you put that in the context of all the other product categories that can be plant-based, we think this market's you know anywhere from $250 plus billion by 2035. And so Canada's really got, I think, a once-in-a-generation Uh, opportunity to own a significant portion of that market. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email to farmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on Monday's show, We'll hear from Manitoba Agriculture Minister Ralph Eichler. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here on Monday starting at 12 noon.